Travis Kelsey, we ain't worried about EB. Yeah. <laughs> Travis Kelsey, everybody. My best friend. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. You gotta love yeah. that guy. What's going yeah. on, fellas? Well, let's go. Got the ambiance going in here. Respect, man. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. All right, cool. He got the most. He got the most pictures in here. One touchdown. One cutback. Yeah. What up, dog? Stories. Living, man. I appreciate you guys coming out here doing this too, man. We appreciate you, man. We know season. It's a beautiful city. Yeah. It's, yeah. All you see is salt on the ground at this point. Right? <laughs> I it, was so, it was so cold and so icy this past week, man. It, you guys caught it on a good day. It finally got up above 50. That's right. What was it at game time? Game time was like 10. We were lucky it was sunny, though. It was sunny, yeah. so it got up to like 20 by the time it was like mid-game. Shit, so down in Miami, the Dolphins caught their uh, second goldest game, uh, game in team history. It's like what, 45? Uh, yeah, there had to have been some records this weekend. This, this past weekend was wild. It was miserable. Yeah. Buffalo 40, couldn't even get back. Bro, 45, though. They shutting schools down in Miami at 45. That's crazy. So it was 20 at the crib. Hell, and I played in that code. I was terrible. Your ass don't look no different. Man, I love it. I grew, really? I, I grew up playing hockey, man. So it's like I'm, I'm used to sweating in the cold being just, I don't know, it's kind of like my comfort zone. When it's, when it's over like 85, 90, now that's when you see I'm a different player. <laughs> I'm moving slower. <laughs> Whole body drenched. I'm going through like six different pairs of gloves. Yeah. Uh, gets, yeah, so he don't, he don't want week one in Miami then. Oh, no. No, yeah. keep me out of Florida. We were in Jacksonville one year for week one, and it was above 100. And, I remember that. Oh, man. I was I lucky Sammy that. Watkins went off. Yeah, Sammy snapped. <laughs> week one Sammy. Week one Sammy. Hold up. Limitless. Take a semi-cap pin in it. I thought they here to witness it. Got my people feeling militant. Way I'm feeling, got me up. On the mission, got me up. Knowing me, I got the key. On the vision, I can trust. Trust. Limitless. Take a semi-cap pin in it. I thought they here to witness it. Got my people feeling militant. Way I'm feeling, got me up. On the mission, got me up. Man, welcome to the pivot, man. It's a. It's an honor, man. No, for we we talked about this. We saw you in Vegas. Oh yeah. Uh, probably around the Pro Bowl. So this is something we've been wanting to do. Uh, so on behalf of Channing, Freddie T, me, man, we really appreciate it. You understand that how time is um, during the season and we know how precious is it, it is for you guys because y'all always chasing chips, oh, right? Yeah. It's, it's other teams that start training camp. Ah, they ain't really chasing <laughs> chips. Like they understand, okay, are we going to tank to get the number one pick or are we going to work real hard and get four? Mm -hmm. You know, for you guys, it's been consistently in the AFC Championship the last four years. Uh, two Super Bowl appearances, uh, a Super Bowl ring. Uh, you're on the list now, man, with names uh, Tony Gonzalez, Jason Witten, Antonio man. Gates. But, you know, in, in learning a little bit about Travis Kelsey, man, I saw your, uh, your Cincinnati picture. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? The fade wasn't as tight. Mm -mm. You know what I'm saying? The beard. Mm -mm. The beard was grown in, but it wasn't edged up. Mm -mm. You know, you couldn't get the right barber yet. But I want to know a little bit about uh, Cleveland Heights QB. Oh, yeah. Travis Kelsey and, and what made that kid, at least at that point, special enough to now be one of the greatest tight ends to ever play the game? Man, I appreciate all that, too. And uh, definitely, uh, I wasn't getting the fade as, as often as I was and as I am now. That's for damn sure. But it's been a it's, it's been a growing process. And, uh, and, and, and throughout my life, I've really had to kind of mold myself uh, along the way. And I feel like that's uh, that's been the biggest thing is. Um, Growing up in Cleveland Heights, you got such a melting pot of people that I got a very good understanding of a lot of different walks of life, both social class, racial. It's helped me relate to a lot of people. So I always have fun, man. When I tell you I'm in, a, I'm, I'm, I'm always trying to have fun, always trying to, you know, brighten the room that I'm in. 
And uh, when I was younger, I was a competitor on the field, but I wasn't fueling my profession or my career. I was just out there just winging it and having fun. And you know, if the ball came my way or if I was a quarterback and I, was, I had the ball in my hands, I was having a blast, you know, whatever I was doing. It wasn't until college that I really, you know, I got caught up in uh, having too much fun off the field and it took me out of school. Uh, it took me off the team for a year and I kind of realized, all right, if I really want to do something in this world and athletics were my life, my family, my mother, my father, they, they fueled me, gave me everything possible to enjoy sports. And I'm so thankful for that. And obviously I have an older brother, Jason, who plays in the league. And um, he was a huge part of my competitiveness and uh, my ability to, you know, have to do more than just have to think more. You know what I mean? Because going up against a guy bigger, stronger, faster, you got to figure something else out. Yeah. You know what I mean? So that's where you kind of, I always mess around with him. He always calls me a flanker. I'm always <laughs> trying to figure out this, the, you know right. what I mean? The, the, the small things that, uh, that I can trick you with. But yeah, growing up and, and finding and finding that mold of professionalism yeah. on top of having fun, um, I wouldn't change the journey. Uh, not a single part of it, man. And it's uh, it's been awesome. But uh, definitely that Q, that QB world helped me figure out, yeah. you know, what that pocket feels like for a right. guy. And, you can uh, see it in the way you play, though, the way you find zones, mm -hmm. work with Patrick too. Though, yeah, so. but yeah. I was I was never I was never that dude back there, and that, and that's why <laughs> that's why they moved me to tight end. Hey, Trav, listen, going back to uh, 2010, and not necessarily being overly descriptive, unless you want to, having football taken away from you or losing football, however you want to frame it. Uh, what was that year like to you? Was it like the, one of the most humbling uh, moments in your life? Man, I um, I had a I had one other humbling experience, but it was more of a knucklehead experience in high school where I failed French and couldn't play with my brother's senior year of high school. And you guys know, everybody knows at this point how close me and my brother are. Right. And um, the year I got kicked out of Cincinnati was actually the year that was my senior brother's senior year. So I missed both my brother's high school and senior year, the year that I'm like actually supposed to be on the field with him, sharing the field with him. And um, it was more embarrassing that I did that for the second time, but even now so further down the road when it means more, you know, I think, uh, I think it was a point in my mind where it was just like, I couldn't even look my father in the face. I couldn't you know, when I talked to my mother, it was just certain things that, you know what I mean? I just, uh, it was a very, like you said, it was a humbling experience. And um, it built character in who I am and who I wanted to be. And it's something that, you know, like I said, I wouldn't take it back for the world because it gave me so much perspective on, you know what I mean? How, how eyes were viewed on me. Right. Instead of how I was just out here for free living and having fun, you know what I mean? I could the way I was working, the way I portrayed myself, it was like I had a TV watching myself so I could understand how I was portraying myself to everybody else. And uh, once I figured that out, um, and it wasn't being, you know, uncharacteristic, I wasn't being somebody else. I was just being more professional, or not necessarily more professional, but just being a better teammate, being a, mm -hmm. being a more focused individual on, uh, on certain things so that everybody knew my intentions were going in the right direction. Right, I, um, and I know Chan will probably like this. Back in college, I, um I went to the law school and stole books and got suspended four games. That was the worst moment in my- Freddie T, what you Freddy. doing stealing law books for? You weren't gonna read them. I, I was in the compass. <laughs> no, I wasn't gonna read them. I was in the compass. Yeah, I was in the compass. What you doing stealing but, uh, boxes? That's, that's history. It, it made me a better person. <laughs> and for that reason, I'm here today. Uh, but, but no, um, just an extremely low moment in my life but I went back and had talks with my grandmother and she's like, look, I need you to read Psalms 127 every day, right? 
I did that in college. I read it throughout my entire career before Sundays. I wanted to ask you, what, what subtle changes did you make that, that made you a better person going forward? Well, I'll tell you what, man. I was, uh, I was extremely fortunate. I, I kind of mentioned being embarrassed. It wasn't just my mother and my father. It was all the parents in the, in the community that I grew up in that I felt like I had embarrassed too. You know what I mean? Like the, the people that really helped supported. me yeah, and supported me growing up. So many people that vouched for me in that situation, my brother being one of them. Uh, I know Bob Mangine, the head trainer at University of Cincinnati, who's another one of them that vouched for me to be able to get back in, to, to at least be able to work my way back onto the team. And uh, Butch Jones, the head coach at the time, the one that, uh, that is, originally kicked me off, but then so, kind of got some uh, word that I might have been, you know, might not have been just a lost cause. Right. And uh, so he, he told me that I had guidelines that I had to, had to go through. And what it did is it created routine and structure in my life that I hadn't taken serious up until that point. Right. And once I found that routine, I began to use that in every aspect of my life. I started using it when I watched film. I started using routine when I you know, lifted weights or when I was training and things like that. And it programmed my mind to be able to find how can I get better as a person in all these little aspects of life. My barber growing up, um, one day actually I, I went over there on my lunch period to get a fade before I had a, a Friday night basketball game. And he was, uh, he was telling me, listen, man, I, I don't know if you're supposed to be up here, but I'm at least gonna give you some education while you're here. Right. He told me to go look up uh, Carnegie Mellon's The Last Lecture. And it was a, it was a, it was a lecture of a professor that was going through uh, a certain, uh, type of sickness to where he didn't really have that long, but he wanted to give this last lecture and the entire school knew about it and everybody showed up. And it was a beautiful story about, you know, how he kind of figured out what mattered to him. And it's not how you achieve your dreams, it's how you lead your life and the direction and the routine that you set and the, how, how focused you are on the little things. That's how you achieve everything. You don't focus on the big goal at the end and have the, all this hope and desire, like all, all that's good, everybody has that. But it's the ones that strategically put it in place every single day that, that really figured it out. And man, when I, like I said, when I started to really get into that routine, um, man, I just took off. And honestly, football became so much more fun because I was right. having so much more success. I wasn't just banking on my athleticism. I was, I was using my mind to open up things and do things on the football field that I had never been able to do. And you talk about going to the barbershop. They got the pictures up and you point what you want. When did <laughs> Right? Is that the barbershop you use still? Or oh, back in the day you used, we had oh, no money. Yeah, for sure. You got to do to come to the crib now, nah, oh, I know. Yeah. When you have them pictures up, Trav, when mm -hmm. did you start pointing to the black guys? Because <laughs> you don't wear white boy haircuts. Honestly, honestly, I didn't get the tight fade until I got to college. I had kind of just like the two all over and just lined me up. Um, and my mom started that when I was in middle school. I actually didn't start to go to the barbershop until high school, but I... Uh, yeah, I started to go to go to the barbershop, University of Cincinnati. Um, Crispy Chris, man, UC. <laughs> you already know it was one of them up there. I don't know which one. It was. I don't know what number it was, but yeah. it was one of them. I said he, he's, he asked me if I wanted to fade, and he kept that thing right up here too. It was yeah. it was a high fade. Man. <laughs> he had a bit of boost. Yeah, it came yeah. down a little bit. It came down a little bit since. He left them temp. The no temp. He had he had the, the boosty. Like that swag though, because that's something that people know about you. You're accepted by every woman in the world. <laughs> every color, every size, hey, every age. They love you. You understand? My daughters, like love when me. I get home, I'm gonna be the greatest dad to ever live. I told them that when I met them. Like my daughter, they knew we were coming out over the weekend. She was like, Dad, you're so lucky. I was like, why? Yeah, I, <laughs> I was like, I don't care how he looks. I'm just care that he's good at football. Yeah, I hear the mmm when he does post-game press conferences. <laughs> 
What's that supposed to mean? You hungry? <laughs> you thirsty? What's she, that noise? She wants some skyline chili. <laughs> but but where, where did the... the that's the, the look is there. You're a good looking dude. Hell, I want to be on Catching Kelsey if you have season oh, two. Man. I might win. I, I said I didn't have a regret. That might have been the one right there. <laughs> hey, I'm charismatic. What. I might get the top three. I get a rose. Whatever. Hit up Eve. Eve. will get you right. But that but that swag. Well, did that come with being successful on the field athletically? Like that swag you got is worldwide known. Where did that come from? That's the Heights, man. That's Cleveland Heights. I was mentioning earlier. It's a multicultural. You know, you got a lot of different, a lot of different races, a lot of different ethnicities, social classes. You get, you get an understanding of a lot. And we had such a huge school. I think our graduating class was over a thousand kids. So we had four to five thousand kids in the school. And it's like you're going to a school like that, um, especially an artsy school, an artsy neighborhood. Um, kids are going to work just so they they can get fresh for for class. And I was always the athlete, so I really didn't have a I didn't have a job until college in the year that I got kicked out. But I um I was always just in sweats and a hoodie, kind of like I am now. But I was always in, ingrained in you know uh, the the fashion culture. It all starts from the ground up. You know Jordans when I was in fourth grade hooping, and you know that the the Lebrons in Cleveland were everything when I was going through high school. Um, and it's just, you know, just being yourself, being yourself. I have so much, the, the tight-knit group that I got, you know, that's that style. Like, we're all kind of one and the same. And um, just being natural, being genuinely who I am, I guess. But I, it's definitely from Cleveland Heights, for sure. You know, you say that, though. You, you're from Cleveland Heights. Uh, parents, Ed, Donald, mm-hmm. correct? Uh, big bro, Jason. Jason. Uh, one of the very few families in the world that could say they've been, they have two children who've won Super Bowls. Right, achieve the, the the greatest goal in in our sport, and mom's going, you know, from one game to another oh, game yeah. in the playoffs, and it's it's one of those things, and it's one of those moments. It's like it allows the world to know that whether your kids are all pros or whether your kids, you know, work at AT and T, family is family, family, and you love your family. But you're talking about Cleveland Heights and swag and all that. Your brother just went to the game dressed as Doug uh, <laughs> oh, Whitmore yeah. from 51st Dates. Mm-hmm. You know, you guys are actually really different, but mm-hmm. the, the show's excellent because you do have those differences, but you you bring the best out of one another, man. What has that relationship meant to you throughout your oh, life? Yeah. And my brother's got the swagger, too. He just doesn't wear it. You know what I mean? He just... <laughs> yeah. What do you say? You don't you, dress up, you, though. Exactly. Yeah, he dresses as. <laughs> he, he can dress up as somebody, but he's not going to dress up for something. Right. He's a he's a nutcase, man. My brother is uh, he's one of a kind, and to be honest, um, where where you see the differences is kind of in that high school area. We both grew up playing the exact same sports. Um, I was on the court more in terms of basketball. Um, my brother both we both played hockey growing up. I kind of mentioned that earlier, but he played through high school and, and actually played lacrosse in high school too. And um, he was also in the band. He was a jazz band guy. He was. I think he played with the Cleveland Orchestra at one point, or the Cleveland Symphony at one point, um, and it had that, that musical touch. So that's kind of his realm. He's almost like that that band guy. He was the one that was that was getting like 25 tackles a game, but at halftime was in the band marching band <laughs> right. with his uniform on. He's a uh, and that's Jason, man. He's 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 a jack of all trades, and um, I've been so fortunate to to be able to follow his footsteps, and that's the biggest reason I went to the University of Cincinnati. Um, what it means to be comfortable, be confident in where you are. I, I see that guy have success, and I know that I could have similar success because, you know what I mean, we're cut from the same cloth. 
I've just been so fortunate, like I said, to have the, the family that I've had, uh, the community that I've had, and definitely my brother in my life to be able to pave the way, because I've just been following his footsteps ever since I was a kid. Yeah, I read somewhere too, you say you were 87 because it's the year he was born. 1987. It was uh, when we, when I first came in, it was, you couldn't just get whatever number. So it was either the eighties or the forties and 87 was just the number that made the most sense. I know, it, I know it, I wouldn't be here without my brother. I don't know where I would be uh, if it wasn't for that guy. So I definitely wanted to play, pay some tribute to him. I was, I was listening to uh, you guys on the podcast, New Heights, when you had uh, Patrick on. Mm -hmm. And uh, there was a segment, I guess he asked Patrick if he was gonna get some. Uh, uh, Skyline Chili, uh -huh. and you guys was playing since you. Uh, so I wanted to ask you, Skyline Chili or KC Barbecue? I'm taking KC Barbecue every every day, <laughs> twice a day. Okay, beans or mac and cheese? I'm mac and cheese, man. That's the reason why I can't really do chili. Is it, if it's uh -huh. coming out the same way it's going in, man, I'm, I, I'm I out seen of that there, chili man. Too. It looks a little overrated. Last one, last one. Uh, <laughs> white meat or dark meat? Got to answer this carefully. <laughs> I know the answer. Respectfully, <laughs> respectfully, I'll take the dark meat. Just it, it, it tastes good. Oof, it oof. tastes a little bit better. It's a little, but you already know. I don't. I don't discriminate on the chicken, baby. Trap, man. You know, everybody always sees the end result, though, right? The the end result is uh, you're gonna go down as one of, if not the best pass catching tight end to ever live. Yeah. Uh, another guy that played in this organization, Tony Gonzalez, is the Legend. gold standard um, of that. You know, you, you get to be reminded of that sort of greatness mm -hmm. each and every day when you walk okay. into this building. You didn't play a snap as a rookie, though. You know, and I, and I don't think people will think about 2013, you know, in that way no. and understand that. That sort of experience how does that affect you or how does that change you? Especially after you said you had to be regimented, you had to get organized, you had to be focused in order to even get to that point. A team now drafts you in the third round, you have an opportunity to fulfill a goal or fulfill a dream, mm -hmm. and then that first year goes like that. Man, you want to talk about struggle. That was arguably almost a harder year than the year I got suspended because it was, like you said, I'd finally done the things uh, that I needed to do to get back in the good graces of everybody to get back into football and the dream that I had to play in the NFL. And um, it just got, just swept right out, right out from under me. And um, to have a microfracture surgery, which at the time, if you Google microfracture, man, it is, you just see guy, oh, this guy's career in it, this yeah. guy's career. And it's just like, man, there's only like a 70% chance that you'll get back to full health type deal. And um, that was all demoralizing to me. And, uh, I had never really had like big time leg injuries or knee injuries and things like that. So I really wasn't sure what was next. Um, but it was the ultimate, you know, growing uh, experience for me to be able to refocus, um, to kind of focus in on why I was having the, the issues in my knees. And, um, and I became more understanding about the anatomy of the body. How am I supposed to be out here? Uh, what muscles in my body need to be loose for, for everything to be working perfect? Mm -hmm. Um, and I and I feel like I've mastered that since that year, and um, I'm not sure if you know I'm having the longevity in this in the career that I'm having if uh, if I don't f lock in on those kind of things and uh, just get curious about that world because I think it's helped me out uh, a lot. And uh, obviously I'm not the only one that that I didn't just naturally go at it. There's guys and uh, the training staff that's in this building. Uh, David Glover, my, 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 one of my favorite people that I've, I've ever met in this business, 
um, athletic trainer for us. He's, he helped me out and, and did my rehab through it all and really all the surgeries that I've had. And uh, just picking his brain on, on a lot of the things really helped me figure out, you know, the anatomy of my body and how I need to get things going. TK, you mentioned when Fred asked you a question about chili mm -hmm. and barbecue. I'm, I'm going to take it a step farther to, to, to where we are now. The, the team that's at Cincinnati right now could say something about the Kansas City Chiefs that no one in your career could say, mm -hmm. uh, especially anyone playing football right now could say. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Three times in a calendar year, yeah. they've beaten you guys. And you know when the playoffs come, it's going to be the Buffaloes. It's going to be the Cincinnati's. What are y'all doing right now to put y'all in the place uh, to be ready for those challenges? Because y'all the Golden State Warriors now. Teams are being put together to beat the Kansas City Chiefs. That's their goal. And now they have, because you got a Patrick Mahomes, we got to go have a Josh Allen. Because you got a Patrick Mahomes, we have to go have a Joe Burrow. We got to have a defense that's built strong in the middle to stop 87. Right now, what is your focus on making that next journey back to the Super Bowl? To keep growing, man. And that's the, that's the biggest thing in this business is to keep growing. You, can't, you, you, get, you can get schemed up in a heartbeat in this game. And you can, there's certain things that, uh, that another team can do that can just make you t take a, a second or a half a second longer. And that half a second is everything in the league. And um, as I'm, I'm honestly, I'm, I don't want to say I'm not worried about other teams, but I'm, I'm, I'm focused on the Kansas City Chiefs. I'm, I know what we're capable of. Um, we haven't put a complete game together against the, that team. And, and hats off to the Bengals. And hats off to Buffalo for the time that they've beat us because at the end of the day, we're the ones that, you know what I mean, put that out there on film. And playing against them, they're the reasons why, you know, the th everything kind of unfolded the way it does. So hats off to them for getting the wins. But um, I'm focused on the Kansas City Chiefs, man. I, I know if we go out there and we play flawless football, uh, there's not a team that can beat us. We all got goals in 2023, and I got to find some folks to help me. I need to get better on social media. Personal trainer, now I need you. I got to get back in shape. And that is where ZipRecruiter steps in. It's hard to find people who are so good at what they do. It's like if you're hiring, how do you find the best people for all the different roles on your team? It's easy. ZipRecruiter. And right now, you can try ZipRecruiter for free at ZipRecruiter.com slash DraftKings. Why ZipRecruiter? ZipRecruiter uses power matching technology to find that right candidate for the jobs you need. And ZipRecruiter will send personal invites to the perfect candidate so they'll be more likely to apply. You know you gotta have that good help. Four out of five employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. See for yourself. Go to the exclusive website to try ZipRecruiter for free. ZipRecruiter.com slash DraftKings. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash DraftKings. D-R-A-F-T-K-I-N-G-S. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. And, and that offense now, we all know about 1-5. We know mm. Mahomes is that dog. Playing for him, and now, I 
We talk about it. You were the number one target when Reek was here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If you really want to be honest with it. But yeah. now Reek's gone and now you know you're seeing, I say you're seeing more touchdowns than you did in the past. But playing with him, we see him underhand flip, <laughs> kick balls off his goddamn heel into the end zone with people to catch. Like running routes for him and he starts scrambling. Is it a different, different than you've ever seen dealing with any other quarterback in your career? It's good jiggy time, baby. As soon as he gets out that pocket, I know there are no... Can we cuss on here? Yeah. I know there are no fucking rules, man. I mean, everything's out the window. I, I know what play it is. I know what coverage it is. So I know where everybody's at, and I'm running to where nobody is. Right. And I know he, he, no matter which direction he's going, he can throw it anywhere on the field at any time. And uh, that's what makes him special, man. He, he just keeps growing within the system because he becomes more of the the professional uh, like uh, pocket passer mm-hmm. to where when he was when he was in college he kind of mentioned this a little bit too when he was at tech there were times where they weren't the better team and he had to just figure it out you know what i mean when you're playing playing up against the the top dogs and you know the o line or d line or your wide receivers aren't better than their dbs and you know what i mean all across the board it's kind of like man we, i don't know really know where we got the matchup well 15 was back there shaking and putting up crazy numbers yep against, you know, arguably teams that were just that much better than him. So he's he's got an ability to, over the course of a season or the co- over the course of a game, figure out exactly what's going on and manipulate it in his advantage. And there is, I mean, it's, it's the most special guy I've ever played uh, really sports with because he has that, that, that ability to do that. And um, how he can ad-lib as well as how he can grow in being a pocket passer and being a, a game manager in the pocket, um, you know, on-time progression type stuff, like all that stuff, he's working his tail off at becoming just that much better at it. And it obviously it's showing this year because he's having one of his better years. And I got to bring up the, the puppet master, the guy I respect one of the- Big Red? The most, <laughs> the Big most Red? in the league. Because I played, he was, with, he was with the Eagles when I was playing. Mm-hmm. And- Going to play the Eagles when he's there, you can watch all the damn film you want. He's going to come out on one of the first or second plays. You're going to see a formation, a motion, a shift of uh, 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 personnel you've never seen He's going to stress your rules. You already know. You've played with him a long time. Mm-hmm. Does he surprise you on install day? Sometimes, yeah. There will be a play I'll be like, both both get excited for because I know it's going to be wide-ass open. And both on the other side, like, I don't know if that's going to be open, then be in the game, and it is wide-ass <laughs> open. <laughs> Yo, you still, you still question uh, Andy? I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm, I'm watching the same film he's watching, or at least I think I am. He's just got a way better imagination on what can work and what can't work. And, um, yeah, that was, that's what makes, you know, Coach Reed, in my mind, the greatest offensive coordinator or offensive mind ever in this game. His leadership makes him one of the best head coaches ever in this game, and it's my job to get him all the Super Bowl rings so I can say he's the best and I can brag brag that my, my guy's the best. But he's been so crucial and critical for my success. When I tell you I came in as an inline wide tight end, I was 265, close to 270 by the end of the year, playing the wide tight end and uh, with my hand in the ground, and he's kind of molded this offense into um, – the, the, the type of skill sets that his players got. And he's done that everywhere he's, he's, he's been at. Um, but he kind of saw something different in me at the tight end position and how I, how I would work my leverage on deep crosses, on shallow crosses, how I, how I would work, uh, you know, the, ba- the basic cross ends, uh, 10 yard in routes. And um, he saw how I could have success and I understood the number count and everything on where guys would have to go. And uh, he, 
I've been so fortunate that he's helped me progress as a player in the passing game uh, because it's just, you know, it's been a whole lot of fun running routes and, and catching passes and, 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 and being a part of this offense throughout the years. And kind of there's a little bit of honor and pride that, you know, Coach Reed is that great and I'm one of those pieces yeah. that, uh, that, that are, you know, just a part of the madness, man. Even going back to uh, 15 really quick, and just looking at him from afar, I've never had a chance to meet him yet. But uh, watching you guys play, you can see the, the intensity and the passion that mm -hmm. he brings in his play. But more than that, he finds time to celebrate with each of you. Going back to that game this year, you had the four touchdowns. You know, you're always breaking records left and right. It seems that he's more excited for you knowing your success, mm -hmm. you know, than he is in, with all of the success that surrounds him. You know, speak to that and the type of character person he is and how he is with all of his teammates. That's one five, man. And that's how he's been since he got here. Like you said, Alex was still that guy his first year. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like he was still, he was told that, that, that Alex would get the starting job and he would be able to, you know, be that guy for us. And 15, Pat was just the best teammate you could possibly have. When it was scout team and he was going to get going up against the number one defense, I, my eyes were on the show yeah. because he was doing some of the craziest it's shit crazy that I had ever seen. You say against scout team, that's yeah. just doesn't like that. Like, like he it knew it wasn't as serious as you know what a what being the number one quarterback was. So he's really testing the waters now. He's throwing it behind the back, no look passes all over the field, rolling out right, throwing it all the way to like it was just like oh wow, that's what's capable. All right, yeah. that's that's what. He's capable of doing it, and he was just dropping him in the bucket every single time he would throw it. Back to back to him just being a competitor and a teammate, man. His pops, his pops grew up in, I mean, he grew up watching his pops in the MLB. Yep. So he's in those locker rooms. You want to talk about a diverse league. Right. You're you're around a big old melting pot of people in in baseball and the MLB, right? Yep. Guys that aren't even speaking your language. Mm -hmm. So he's had a, a unique upbringing being around his father and being around those locker rooms to see how guys do it the right way and how guys do it the wrong way. And he's just, he's, he's in it for the right reasons, man. And it was one of the, one of the you know, most refreshing things is to see a top pick come in, especially at the quarterback position. Um, everyone kind of understanding like, eventually he's gonna take the lead, you know, but coming in humble enough to be able to learn from a guy like Alex Smith, that, that helped him, if you even ask him, Took his game to a completely different level, seeing the professionalism that Alex had. He's just the ultimate competitor, man, and he—he's he, a team-first guy. That's why he likes to—he likes to spread the ball around. He likes to get excited when when guys are out there making plays, because he's all about the team, man. And it's always been like that, man. No, I wanted to ask: Did you guys flinch when uh, Cheetah was announcing his departure to Miami? Um, I want to say I kind of caught wind of it before it happened. It was eye-opening when it did happen, because it was like, man, that can't be real, man. You know what I mean? That's a guy that I call my brother. I'm, and I, don't get me wrong, I'm happy as hell for his success. I, I'm, I'm so happy for because of the big decision that he did make, um, it didn't just backfire on him. He's actually he's still going out there being the Tyreek Hill that we all know he can be. And, uh, and you know, I can't, I can't say I love that guy enough because what he was for my career, caught, grabbing all that attention on the football field, it just it, it made my life so much easier. And on top of that, he's just a great teammate, man. Great guy in the, to have in the building. But it definitely, um, it definitely ripped my heart out when it happened, man. I was, uh, I was a little down about it at first, but um, at the end of the day, 
Man, he made a lot of money. Yeah. <laughs> no yeah. doubt. I can't, I can't sit here and say I wouldn't do the same thing because I'm not getting $30 million thrown to me. Yeah. Yeah. $30 million a year at least. Right. And it's just like, man, you know what? Um, I know we got something special here. And uh, I know we got the players and the coaches to be able to keep this thing going. And to be honest, it was a challenge. And it was a refreshing challenge. And it was kind of like a, um, a regroup to, to get back to, you know, creating this offense around new pieces and the feeling of that new man you can't say enough about you know how motivating that is how exciting it is when you see the new pieces go in and make those big plays big time moments crucial moments and it's a whole different energy when you see it for the first time than when you see the consistency of it you know you, you just know that Tyreek Hill is going to eventually get open down there yeah. well he's not here anymore so now we're sitting here waiting on that big play and it finally happens and Juju Smith's out there flying around it's just yeah. like right we got I one. can I love that because he's a great dude he's yeah. he's done nothing but come in here and be the best teammate he can and just work his ass off so it's like all that built up and that's why you really see the success you you're seeing this year out of us is or at least not the drop off that a lot of a lot of guys were expect a lot of people were expecting because of the Tyreek Hill trade. It's because our leadership up top, Coach Reed, Brett Veach, uh, the the whole front office, everybody just dialed back in, and we put together a team that we know we could go out there and win with, man. You know that that leads me to a question I had coming in. You mentioned the new pieces. Uh, one piece that's not new is you. Uh, the other piece is fifteen. And I said it in the off season. I said, you can only make that sort of decision when you have belief in somebody that's the quarterback. I said, and also too, when you have not only an explosive player, but a dependable player like TK. But you guys are no longer judged on how many games y'all win in the regular season, right? It's about where we finish when all the, the marbles are laid on the line in mid-February. Mm-hmm. You know, we've texted a little bit just in getting to know each other and you talked about leadership and and wanting to go out and lead and wanting to be a part of the reasons that you guys win. When you talk about all those new pieces, how much pressure do you feel individually to more than play your part in what has to be done here in order to get another ring? Um, I wouldn't necessarily say it's pressure because I genuinely, I, I feel the want to be able to do that. I think that's just being a good teammate. Putting putting your heart in the right place and and you know what I mean Want, wanting to have that drive to help everybody out make sure everybody's on the same page communicate uh, we just saw Eric Bieniemy over communicate communicate you know what I mean he's just he's always harping on guys being on the same page and um, you know that's just been a part of the leadership that we've had here is to make sure that kind of the, the veteran guys help along the younger guys and there's no bad feelings of if this younger guy is better than me, put him out there. Right. I've been the first guy to say Noah Gray, Jody Fortson, Blake Bell, those those are great tight ends. Mm-hmm. If there's something that I'm I can't do right now, or there's something like I'm dog shit tired on the sideline and you call that one play that you know I'm gonna get open for, I'm I'm trusting Noah Gray, Jody Fortson, and Blake Bell to be able to make that play. And um I feel like having that just passion and desire to be able to want that for the guy next to you. And uh, to want it so bad that everybody's on the same page and everybody's doing the same things. Everybody's helping each other out in that regard. Um, it really doesn't put pressure on everybody to, to do that. It's just, it makes, it makes it just that much more fun of an environment to keep growing. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I was about to change the topic to something. I know I'm what you're about to do. Yeah, because you said, 
We always ask about regrets, and you already brought it up. <laughs> but to catching Kelsey, this is right up my alley. What, 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 what was that experience? Why do you regret it? And what is it experienced to be chased around by women for weeks? It was <laughs> extremely awkward because I, um, I really didn't have much to say about what we were doing on the show. It was kind of just E took it. They, uh, and I turned down the show about a hundred times is what it felt like. I Why? kept having my manager come to me and, and tell me, oh, they're going to do, a, they, want a, they want a dating show. I was like, ah, I don't think so, man. I don't know about reality TV. It doesn't always, you know, I'm, what, kind of, what kind of TV? Is it going to be Bachelor or are we talking Flavor of Love? You know what I mean? Which one are we talking here? You know, and then it, it's, I don't think I'm going to do it. And he comes back, he says, all right, well, they said, they said 50 women, one from each state. I was just like, well, that's, that's kind of intriguing. <laughs> But I don't think I'm gonna do it, man. I don't. I don't want to do it. I don't want to do it. So I told him no for probably a good three months, and um, and finally it came to me. And this is this is the real reason. They came to me with an offer financially. I was just like, all right, man, I gotta do this. I was so bad financially my first couple of years, and I said this on uh, Club Shay. I said this on uh, um, Shannon Sharp's podcast or show, and he. Uh, I, I literally went through my first couple checks like it was nothing. My season checks, all of that, it was, I was having so much fun buying whatever the hell I wanted to, going wherever the hell I wanted to. I wasn't financially looking at this as, you know, I need to have money down the line. So I was, there were times in the off season, I was avoiding the rent lady. I was just, you know what I mean? I, it was that bad. Yeah. It was that bad. So I, I heard about the situation where I could make six figures in two weeks. And I was like, ah. Uh, <laughs> and, I got a, and 50, 50 ladies, I'm like, this is actually starting, starting to sound a little better. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. a little intriguing. Um, but at the end of the day, um, I don't think I got portrayed as myself. Mm. And um, there were a lot of things that just made me uncomfortable about the show that I don't really necessarily want to talk about because I don't want to say anything about the ladies and, you know, any of them. But it just, um, I, was, I was asked to do more than, than what I wanted to. And um, yeah, that that's not that doesn't always work out great. <laughs> that doesn't always work out great. Yeah. It was, yeah. it was, it was, I don't necessarily say I regret it, but it was definitely a learning experience. I know I'm not going back into reality TV. Yeah, I bet that. For for you though, but like at at your core, you just seem one, you're a good dude, but you're a football player. And sometimes, based on blessings, right? On being handsome, on having style, on being charismatic you do get those opportunities and those opportunities kind of transcend football mm -hmm. and now whether it's a, a clothing line or all of these things you get into people know you away from what you do for a living mm -hmm. but that also gets into how you live your life whether it's dating and all of those things oh yeah how much of a just of an adjustment has it been for you to now know that i'm more than just travis kelsey 87 of the kansas city chiefs I'm this person and this brand that people want to know about, but part of that is being dragged down as well. The brand that you that you have is, um, I mean, I don't want to say it's everything, but it, you know, that's your resume. That's that's what people are going to judge you by. That's what people are are going to you know pay you off of. That, that, that's that's everything off the field that uh, that I feel like you got to focus on and. Um, I will say this, what that show did for me, Kelsey, 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 what that show did for me was what, it got me out from under the face mask. Mm -hmm. And um, and that was the start of understanding even more so on a grand scheme of things, how I was being viewed. 
Um, and from that show, that point on, I was very strategic about how I wanted to be viewed in the media and how I wanted my brand uh, to be represented. And um, yeah, I think it was, it, was, it was the ultimate learning experience, but that's, um, I don't think enough people realize that that brand is, uh, it's everything, especially um, in the off season when football is not for months away. What the, those rooms that you're in and, the, and, the, and what you're showing people um, can, can give you a whole different life that football can't even, can't even really provide for you. It's the new year and we're in a great place to celebrate. There is no New Year's festival or event like New Year's at Times Square. But that also means that we're halfway through the college basketball season and DraftKings wants to give you a little more convincing so you pay attention. So any new customer that uses the promo code PIVOT, any $5 wager on a college basketball game, you instantly get $200 in bonus bets. And that's not all. And you want a way to wager that 200 in bonus bets? Try the same game parlays. Bet who's gonna win, by how much they're gonna win, and even bigger winnings can come to you on the back end. I love same game parlay. Hey, but the only way that can happen, you gotta download the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Right here on your mobile device. It is as simple as one, two, three. You get the money like one, two, three. <laughs> hey, you never know, man. He could probably be on could have been records right now. And remember, <laughs> any new customer, any $5 wager on any college basketball game, you get $200 in bonus bets when you sign up and use the promo code PIVOT. And being two good-looking dudes, I have to, you know, do this. So are you closing the room off to just y'all two? It's just us if I'm turning. Okay, I see yeah, you closing yeah. the room off. But being two just guys that just take over rooms like we do. Mm -hmm. So um, one time a girl gave me a coupon book of promiscuous actions that I could cash in as a coupons with her as trying to get me. Man, I ain't heard of this one. A coupon book, uh, a Project Pat CD, <laughs> and a Starburst Heart Circle. And that was, her, that was the best performance a woman's ever done to try to gain my, the love of, you know, of a 10. <laughs> what? <laughs> What's the wildest thing that you done seen a woman in the DMs? Ooh. A girl trying to shoot at you? What's the craziest thing? I would say just persistency, man. There's some some ladies that'll just you'll see it, and it's just like it's almost every single day, just a different note or a different hey, what's up? And it'll be for probably almost like a year straight, and it's just like ah, I don't know, man. It's, I, I don't even want to get into yeah, some this sympathy, old thing. Some sympathy trap. Yeah, exactly. It's just a, hey, I see you trying, but I'm going to respectfully say no. Yeah, yeah. A, nah, I can't even do it. I can't even open the floodgates for that one. Uh, I would. I can't even think of anything that's that that's that out of the ordinary, man. Um, yeah, you'll see. You'll, so, if so I, got, if I do, got, I'll let you know. Who got you now? What's the situation huh? now? Who got you now? I'm, out, I'm, I'm in the free market right now, man. I'm Ooh. out there just enjoying life focused on my profession and, you know, got my feet up outside of football. Yeah, and the store, and I'm, the store. We I'm know outside, you, though. You, 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 had, you had a girlfriend for a while, very public. Mm -hmm. The story that you were too damn cheap. Man. <laughs> that story was crazy, man. I, I needed out the horse's mouth. How crazy that is that? That man told you he blew through money the first time. So now I'm, I'm watching, I'm listening, I'm like, nah, he's trying to change hey, his life. Don't buy into that shit. <laughs> don't buy into that shit. I'm not saying I, I, would, I, would, I, would, I would never say that I was supporting her. She had a very financially stable life and, and what she was doing uh, in her career. 
Um, but you got to be crazy if you think I'd never get like helped or gave her a couple of dollars to grab some food or she gave me some money to go get some food. You know what I mean? It, we were in a relationship for five years. A hundred dollars here and a hundred dollars there wasn't even thought about. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. Which is ridiculous. <laughs> Absolutely ridiculous. <laughs> the city boys thought we had us one, didn't we? <laughs> <laughs> So I'm gonna pivot really quick, man, uh, because I think this is important. And uh, you know, say you focus on football. Uh, you're an eight-time Pro Bowler in ten years in a ten-year mm, career. It's crazy. Three times uh, All-Pro, gonna be four at the end of this season. Um, your predecessors, Shannon Sharp, Hall of Famer. He's an eight-time Pro Bowler and a four-time All-Pro. And Tony, Tony the Goat Gonzalez. He's a 14-time Pro Bowler. Damn. Uh, 17 year career Damn. and a six time all pro. Damn. Are you the best tight end to ever play the game? Because no doubtedly you're going to be a first ballot Hall of Famer. I appreciate that, man. I, um, I, I feel like I got so much respect for those guys. I can't say that I'm just flat out the best that ever played the game. You got to throw a guy like Gronk in there. You got to throw a guy yeah. like Antonio Gates, who paved the way for a guy like me for sure, built that trust at the tight end position to get that many uh, catches, that many targets. Um, and there's a bunch of names that I could keep going on, but. Right. Well, Tony Gonzalez beat Channing like for eight for 150 or something like that. Oh yeah, I'm that realistic person. Like if they, if they ask me, can you cover Trav? I'll be like, hell no coach, don't do that. <laughs> I switched out on Jeremy Shockey one time because I looked over there. Nope, never mind. Who's, it? <laughs> Who's in that backfield? <laughs> so, so I know, but Tony in Atlanta one time got me for seven for 80 in the first half. Just ran up on me, put that big ass hand in the middle of my chest, and leaned out. That was that was that was 30. That was 34. That was 34-year-old Tony, too. That was old Tony. Was... <laughs> he had knee braces on and shit, gray hair. <laughs> he was waving at his granddaughter in the stand and whooping my ass on third down. First off, again, thank you for your time, man. We're, we're truly grateful. But from somebody who would have to play opposite, I think you were one of the greatest to ever do it. And I think you're one of the greatest players uh, to put on pads. And there's no question that could be asked about you after a game, asked about you the week of a game that shouldn't be answered, at least starting in that way. And, and I have all the respect for you um, in the world. Thank you, you know? for that, big guy. And I appreciate you guys paving the way, both oh, yeah. on the field and yeah. off the field, man. Yeah. It's you guys that, that, that make our transition off the field on, in this league, man, that much better, man, because you guys are doing it the right way, man. Well, hell, you're doing it now, man. Shoot, yeah. the, the pot is amazing. Listen, I'm, the, the, the question- I'm gonna capitalize on it now. You're supposed to. <laughs> the, the, my, my question, my last question for you, because um, playing in Pittsburgh, you know how Channing cut off the room? When he was talking about tens, I'm gonna cut the room off too. Uh -huh. And I have to do this often. Talk about people who actually have Super Bowl rings, mm -hmm. right? There's only in this conversation, only you and I. Um, he cut all, He cut this all, but I didn't do this. Yeah, yeah. You know, we're used only, to it. Only you and I had. No, I was playing having this But for for you, Travis, how are seasons that don't end in a Super Bowl champion for the Kansas City Chiefs viewed now? Is that a failure? One thousand percent. And I've always had it in my mind, even when. The team was two and fourteen my rookie year coming in. You know, if we're not if we're not trying and focused on winning in February, I don't even know why we're out here. We have to find a way to to find the system to keep building, and that's everything, man. That, that the, if you're not trying to win Super Bowls, man, I don't even want to play with you, and that's just the reality of it. Uh, and that's kind of the culture that Coach Reed has. Coach Reed play you at CVS tomorrow morning. 
You know what I mean? We'll play right there in the parking lot, man. I don't, I don't care where it is, when it is, whether it's sleet, snow, a beautiful day, 70 and breeze. I don't give a damn. I'll play you wherever it is. I'm trying to get a championship, and I'm going to keep – I'm going to always fight for my team to be able to put our team in the best situation to win that, man. Travis, as we wrap right here, man, I wanted to ask you, was 2008 when you transitioned to tight end mm -hmm. your freshman year at uh, UC, was that your biggest pivot in life? Yeah, the, the year that I got kicked out, when I came back, that's when they that's moved when, me. Okay. Yeah, because right. I was still doing a little Wildcat QB stuff under uh, Brian Kelly's offense. But I, um, when I made that transition to tight end and, and the, the focus that I had at that point in my life to try and do things the right way, uh, and I really found that routine to, to, to find a way to get better. And uh, I found a love to play tight end that I didn't really have at quarterback. There was a there was a lot of nitpicky things that I was like, man, shut up! Why are you why are you worried about this one little foot and the angle that it's at and like where I'm releasing the ball? Like it still got there, you know what I mean? Like I was I was that quarterback. I was like, man, you guys are getting too nitpicky, man. Let's just go out there and ball, <laughs> you know. Ball. And uh, I I realized that that's not that's not the quarterback mentality that you need to have. But at tight end, uh, when I started to figure out and nitpick my game at tight end, I had so much success. Uh, because of the ability I had and, and really being back in the in the in the pocket understanding like man if this guy would have ran that route a little bit more this way he would have been wide open I would have been able to hit him having that feel uh, that transition point that one one thousand percent was probably the the biggest uh, the biggest difference so that year with 100 percent was the probably the pivoting year for sure well the good thing is man your, your throw at Cincinnati back to the quarterback worked out way better than your throw in the league, man. <laughs> and I saw you recently say you was going to throw it, period. They told you not to throw it to that guy. So it's probably better, man, that you switch. The whole world. Kansas City Chiefs are definitely better for it. Your pockets mm -hmm. um, are better for it, man. And we're grateful that you sat down with us. So we're better well, for it, too, fam. I appreciate it, fellas. You yeah. already know. Until the next Bro, time. You represent yeah, the city boys now. <laughs> Appreciate you jumping going. out here, man. Hopefully the flights weren't too crazy. Yo, Everything's oh, wild bro, right bro, now, man. Yeah. I got bad. But yeah. right here, this little lady right uh, here, bro. I already told him that you guys are Trap. Right she was funny, not going to let this us miss, though. This is He knows. Is this the craziest? I don't know. This might be the craziest. What's that? Hold up. Limitless. Biggest in the pin in it. I fought the head to witness it. Got my people feeling militant. Way I'm feeling got me up. On the mission got me up. Knowing me, I got the key. On the vision, I can trust. Trust. Limitless. Take a stomach cap, pin in it. I fought the head to witness it. Got my people feeling militant. Way I'm feeling got me up.